This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today, whoa, we might actually finish our 350 questions from conversationstartersworld.com. 350 good questions to ask. We are now on 341. We kind of sort of answered number 340 last time. What two films would you like to combine into one? We just merged a couple dances instead. So we're going to start with number 341. As a child, what did you think would be awesome about being an adult, but isn't as awesome as you thought it would be? <laughs> Everything! <laughs> um, I was told the apocalypse would be more exciting. Well, I don't know. In the same week in California, we've had 100-degree heat waves along with fire nados, which is fire tornadoes, and dry lightning, which is thunder and lightning storms without the rain. So uh, it's pretty exciting if you ask me. I was told there would be cows in the tornadoes. I've been sold a bill of goods. Okay, Twister did lie to you in that sense. I'll I'll admit that. Um, at least there's not sharks in them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here is young. Yes. So, what did I think would be cool as an adult? Um, I I'm not kidding. I pretty much thought being adult was going to be the coolest thing ever, and adulting is stupid. <laughs> um. Yeah, there is something to be said about having the freedoms that we have and being able to, you know, choose how we spend our time and who we spend our time with as opposed to being drug along for the ride. But there is also something to be said about missing one's childhood, such as naps and no bills and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I definitely still have bills, um, but I do take naps, so keeping the spark of youth alive in quarantine. Uh, I would say when I was younger, I definitely had a lot of focus because I was kind of, I don't know, maybe not introverted, but um, I spent a lot of time indoors. I didn't do like team sports, like football or Little League or whatever. So I kind of made my own fun, and that meant buying a lot of action figures and also comics. And there would be these shopping trips we would take where I would have to choose. Like maybe there would be, if you remember KB Toy Toy Store, uh, which used to exist like Toys R Us, um, I would see these deals where they would say like three for five dollars or whatever. There'd be there'd be some deal where you can get like a certain number to get the deal, but then that means there's some other action figure that doesn't make the cut. And I would I wouldn't like choosing, and I would look at the back of the package, and I would see, you know, check out the other ones in this line, series four of Star Wars, whatever, Power of the Force, and for whatever reason they wouldn't have in stock the one that I really want, like ever, probably because everyone else wanted it, so I would just kind of get the ones that were there, and I thought, well, if I were older, I could just go to all the toy stores and find the one that I want. And this was before like Amazon, just selecting exactly what you want and having it shipped to your house. You just kind of make do with what's in the bin. I thought that being older would mean I could fill in my collection completely. I wouldn't have to choose. I could just get everything that I wanted. (laughs) What I did not know was that as I got older, I don't know when it happened exactly. Maybe in college, actually, because I still had a couple action figures that were like near and dear to my heart that I actually uh, I have short films like music videos featuring them uh, on YouTube. If you want to look those up from like 2005, that's 15 years ago. Anyway, um, I lost the imagination for action figures specifically. Like I can still enjoy a good video game and get immersed in an open world environment. Sometimes I can even still read a comic book the way it's intended and not notice that they're still images. It's weird. Cause like the bubble doesn't move. The picture doesn't move, but when you read it and it's, it's formatted nicely, you don't think about that. It, it feels like the things are unfolding in front of you the way you, 
they would in a movie. So I can still see that in, in comics. But I am not able to spontaneously generate the worlds around me that I could with action figures. Now, whereas before you carry them around and you see them flipping and swinging and shooting webs out where, of course, there are no webs. And everything is normal like of course they're they're fighting in the back seat of a car because like that's where that's where they encountered each other so this this terrain is is exactly where they should be if i were to see a kid with two action figures doing the exact same thing now it just looks like they're beating plastic together like anthropomorphic plastic i don't see what they see and i can't really create that for myself either i did not know that that was going to happen to me when i was younger so now I could buy all these action figures if I really wanted to, but I don't know what I would do with them. And that's kind of sad. I would just kind of have them to have them. They can't really perform the same function in my life that they used to. I noticed that with Legos as well, or Lego blocks, because I don't know Legos isn't the proper way to pluralize Lego blocks. Um, I, I could follow the instructions or I could just make whatever I wanted. And it was easy. And again, it made sense when I was that age that I could see something in my head and, and try it and, you know, the character fits through the doorway, so okay. And and uh, there's no roof because I need to be able to get people in and out of the building. But now, if I were to do something like that, because I actually do still have a few Lego um, characters and a few blocks left, I would notice things like there's no roof or the proportions are off, or this doesn't really fit, and I can't make my mind see it, it as though it does. And again, before, I would think, ah, oh, if I just had the right pieces, if I, if I just had the right set, then this would all click into place, and it would be exactly the way I want it to be. And again, I can buy all the sets that I, well, can afford. They're still pretty expensive now, and still not make it look the way I used to think that it would look. So I'm hoping at some point my imagination will come back. Maybe as I start to lose my mind later in life, it'll, it'll all become easier. <laughs> Sometimes I still feel it when I'm about to wake up from a dream it's that nice little zone before you wake up because you know the leaf blower is outside and it's noisy and and you know that that's when you're awake awake and when you're dead asleep you don't remember your dreams it's not the right sleep phase but somewhere in between you can control what happens and then my imagination is still alive when i wake up uh, it's it's harder to believe the things that i'm imagining as as um fervently so one of the things I can say was as a child, I always dreamed of being able to travel when I became an adult. And up until this year, crumble, crumble, that actually started to play out in my life. So I do have to say, yes, the question has to do with what didn't turn out in your life, but I wasn't involved in line dancing as a child. Therefore, to connect it back to dancing, the way I can say is I dreamed of being able to travel whenever I wanted and go wherever I wanted. And I do believe that line dance has made that very possible for me as an adult and so the younger me is very grateful for that. I don't know how much I would have to say about that question dance-wise specifically, but maybe musically. It's because it's kind of related. Uh, I remember seeing concerts that these artists would have, like Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and whoever else, Spice Girls. And of course I couldn't afford to go to these. But I thought that if I got older, then I could afford to go to them. And I did not know that these acts would no longer be around when I got old enough to afford to go to their concert. And even if they are, like when New Kids on the Block does a duo concert with Backstreet Boys, I don't really want to see it. I, I, I'm not in that mind space anymore. That I don't connect with those songs. And I don't really need to see them at this age with this presentation of their abilities i wanted to see them then 20 years ago 
and the artists of today who are doing concerts are playing music mostly that I'm also not interested in. So for, let's say, um, One Direction, well, I, because of Lion Dance, I actually like One Direction. For, for any of these artists that are um, making music that's affecting some kid the way my pop groups affected me, I would have to sell myself on them being a band I want to even see so that I can go to their concert and enjoy it the way that I would have these other bands. Somewhere in between, there is this nice sweet spot. There aren't many of these artists, but there are a few that are still performing that caught me at a time in my life, say in like college, where I wanted to see them, but I couldn't because I was you know, a starving college student. And now I'm a starving adult instead. And uh, I can still see them while they're at like the tail end of their touring. Maybe the last two albums they released I didn't actually listen to, but they'll still play stuff from when I was listening to them, not 20 years ago, but maybe only like 10, 10 or 15. Uh, I'm actually hoping, and I need to buy a ticket. Um, I'm hoping to see They Might Be Giants in San Diego next year. They were supposed to do a 30th anniversary of the album Flood this year, because it came out in 1990, and they had to push it because of the world events. They've sold out almost all of their shows. They sold out the, the show in Oakland, which would have been the easiest for me to get to, but there is still one in San Diego that I may attend or may buy a ticket for. Or I could just find a scalper and he can sell me the ticket to the one in Oakland. But like that would be one of those groups that I would be excited to see and is still playing music live. So the hope is there. It's like going to see Joe or uh, John Robinson, Joe Thompson's Mansky or, or, or John Robinson at an event. If you grew up in line dance, seeing Joe on like country music television or something, and you thought, oh, I can't wait to, to actually get to dance with her in person. You can still do that. It is possible because she is as sharp and as talented and graceful as ever. And John is still fun and full of energy. So definitely take advantage of those opportunities, line dance people, while you still have them. Number 342, when is censorship warranted? I'm going to jump on this one and say when they say swears in a line dance song, I'm okay with the clean version, mostly. Um, when it's offensive, like if they're just saying something for emphasis, like um, some word that rhymes with it, I'm not. I'm not too bothered by it. Like if if they're not hurting anybody, when it gets excessive and and they're using like f bombs and they're and it's just not really language that you came to the event to hear, then I'm fine with a tastefully done clean version. Even if that's not what the artist intended. Even if the artist didn't actually release a clean version and some DJ just made a, a radio-friendly version. I still prefer that because otherwise the the language can take me out of the moment. Uh, especially if we just came out of doing like a nice nightclub or a waltz. And now they're talking about all this like dirty, I want to... It, it, it's, uh, I don't know, sometimes it's a bit much. That would be my dance answer. I'll pass it to you now. I was going to say something along the same lines only because a lot of times I do not find the explicit language necessary. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're talking about. There's no reason to go overboard. Like you were saying, like every once in a while you can kind of look past something but also, I mean, for me, I don't necessarily consider damn a swear word, whereas some people do. So it's kind of a fine line on some of those, where it's all swear words or just the big bad ones that, you know, everybody considers the F word a bad word kind of thing. 
but I, I have a hard time with the idea of censorship because of the fact that it's a very slippery slope when you start censoring one thing to easily lump in other things to then lump in other things that are kind of similar to that which are then similar to this other thing and now look at how many things nowadays are PC and causing uproars and you can't say that and you can't do this and you can't do that and I'm not saying that any of it's wrong by any means because there definitely needs to be change but I can see certain people taking things to a next level or an excessive my feelings are hurt or I'm offended by this. So I don't, I don't know where I would really draw the line. But I prefer the clean version to most songs if I can find them. I think if I if I wouldn't want to hear Joe say it on a microphone during a class I would consider it a swear and I don't think she would use that that D word or either of the B words or any of the other many words that, that make it into line dance music yeah, one of them for female dog and the other one for uh, child of unwed parents or something like oh, that. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, also, I think if I wouldn't want to hear, if it would be unwholesome to hear a three-year-old say it in conversation with another three-year-old, then probably adults don't need to be saying it either. Like if a, if a parent would tell a child not to say it, why is it okay for adults to say it? Children just get older. They're the same person. Uh, yeah, mostly I think as long as as long as people are being kind. Uh, oh, somebody. I remember hearing somebody say like, um, "Never in anger." Uh, I don't know. There's some there's some saying that somebody I, I I used to spend a lot of time with. Um, her her mom had a rule about swearing where you can swear but uh, not out of like uh, being offensive towards someone like if you're saying oh s word i forgot something in the garage that's fine but if you're saying saying to somebody you're just a pile of s word that's not okay so that's when it's warranted when it's making somebody feel not okay intentionally uh, number 343, what's the most boring superhero you can come up with? And I'm wondering, I feel like we answered a question that was similar to like line dance related superpowers um, earlier, but this would be the opposite. It's like, what would be a boring one? And I'm wondering what would still be considered a superpower or uh, a superhero in line dance, but a boring one? Because, like, some of the ones I can think of would be actually really interesting. Like, if somebody asks, like, if you're a trivia machine, like, who choreographed this? What year? Where was it first debuted? That would be super cool. I would want that power. I would want to be that superhero, like Doris Voltz, who has the site Line Dance Fun, uh, which is now only available on the uh, Wayback Machine at archive.org. What else? Technique, I think, would be a, an interesting superhero, uh, a superpower to have. So I don't think that would be uh, that would make for a boring superhero of line dance. Mm. I think somebody who could sing the words of the song that they're dancing to on key and with the correct timing would also be very interesting. So I don't know how. Maybe okay, super boring. Somebody who never builds up static electricity while dancing. So if they, even if they're shuffling their feet, no matter what they're wearing, whether they're doing it on carpet or on a hardwood floor, they never build up um, a static 
charge so they never shock themselves by touching a chair after they're done dancing super boring and you could probably do it without being a superhero by just wearing the right shoes but i still think that would be a superpower of sorts in dance because what if you like dancing in wool sweaters you know and or or wool pants where you would normally build up a charge and then accidentally shock someone i'm gonna hand it to you because you're making a face at me (laughs) yeah i guess it's a good thing that we do this uh audio and not visually um yeah, I was trying to think of some, and then you were talking about wool, and all I could think of is how miserable that could be. Because one, I'm one of those people where wool is itchy, and I don't like it. And two, wool, wool is hot. Wool is really hot, and that just does not sound fun to me at all. Also, we, we are experiencing a heat wave here in California. I imagine in Norway in the winter, they'd probably like dancing in wool sweaters outside more than we would enjoy it in California probably ever okay I guess there's your point but um yeah I was trying to come up with some and like I could only come up with ones that I was like okay what could somebody consider boring now how can I make it a superpower and then I just kept turning it into a really really cool superpower so I was like that's not gonna work for instance I was thinking about you can only follow dances or you can only dance beginner dances or you can only dance the hard dances or you something with like song I was trying to find like something about like the songs and everything just kept coming up somehow in my head okay this is what I would consider a super power but that's actually kind of fun and that's kind of cool sounding because the rest would sound, the rest of the things I came up with would be more of a curse than a superpower. Like if you were stuck only doing one thing situation. You know, what could be interesting and like almost like a curse is you can do any dance perfectly, but you can only do it within a space of about two by two feet. Once you get beyond two by two feet, then you start forgetting walls and forgetting steps. But you can do it perfectly if you never get outside of a two by two foot grid. That would be terrible. And you couldn't even teach that way. Like if you were thinking, I was trying to think like, like kind of like the superpower of I can turn invisible when no one else is in the room and no one can see me. (laughs) But then I become invisible. Like that would be a terrible superpower. Uh, So what if you could only do certain dances perfectly when no one can see you i would still enjoy that i mean i could teach tutorial videos with that but it would be very hard to do that with limited mobility where you could only go two feet across and back and forth forward and back well we'll just lead this into the next question which is what would be some of the downsides of certain superpowers i know that one of yours is teleportation you like teleportation One of the downsides of that would be if you think that you're teleporting from this place to that place on the planet, the planet actually moves. So if if you don't do it like immediately, if there's any kind of lag, then the planet will keep moving and you will teleport yourself into empty space and and suffocate and other terrible things that happen when you do that. So you would have to be very precise in your teleportation. You can elaborate on your teleportation feelings if you'd like yes teleportation would be my x-men superpower hands down uh i'd probably still be late <laughs> to be honest no i've actually been really good about my my time management as of late been getting much much better of working on that with x-men specifically referenced in teleportation Nightcrawler can teleport, but he can only teleport to places he has been or can see. So that definitely could be a limitation. However, I find that that's a reasonable limitation. So I can also see the potential of teleporting oneself into a wall, which sounds painful. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. You got me on my my teleportation kick as soon as you said that. Uh, 
what other superpowers might there be, perhaps in Lion Dance, that could have a death? Oh, oh, oh. There you go. The technique one. We talked about how it could be a superpower to like always move with perfect technique. Technique, but a downside of this is that then you start seeing everywhere around you mistakes. And you might start to judge, even if you don't want to and you don't like to. If you are a professional, a dance professional who's been teaching dance for decades, other people might feel judged just dancing around you because they know you can see all of their errors. And they might claim, oh, no, it's, it's important to everyone just have fun. You know, it's all about fun. You might still feel like secretly they know what's wrong with you and they wish they could fix you. And, and you're just there to have a good time. So that would be a downside is you would see, you would see the problems uh, and want to fix them maybe, but you know that you can't just go around interfering with other people's Friday night. What other line dance superpowers would there be? Oh, well also similarly, if you know all the steps to a dance and you remember, if you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of all the steps to every classic dance or whatever, and somebody else comes along and like does a, a regional variation, then you may wish to say, well, actually, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got it on solid authority that the step that the choreographer put in there was this, and and not actually what what I just saw there. But people don't like when you do that, so that could be a downside. Is a lot of self restriction. Mm. You know, a superpower that just occurred to me would be being able to translate dance instructions into every language. And I don't know that there would be a downside to that. That would actually be really cool. Maybe like a universal dance language that everyone in the audience could understand. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't see a downside to that. Any additional thoughts for me? I thought I had one and then it ran away. I'll have to come back to it if it comes back. Because I had it, it was right there, and you handed me the mic, and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> so what's the next question? Next question. What word is a lot of fun to say? I've got a few. Anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Anonymity um, is one of my favorites, I think. Um, I purposely mispronounce animals and I say animals. Uh, other than that, I am not entirely sure. One that I like from Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego is Peninsula. I remember the narrator having a lot of fun saying the word Peninsula. And there's a word that Zafrank says in uh, what is it? Um, true Facts. In his True Facts series, he'll say um, beards, but he pronounced instead of birds, he pronounces it beards, and I just love the way he says that. So sometimes when I, I see a, a bird, I, I'm thinking beard, <laughs> like the hummingbird. That's one of his most recent uploads. I recommend it. And honeydew, not honeydew, honeydew, which ants harvest from aphids. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like those two words uh, in line dance. Are there any words that we enjoy saying? Probably things that Pitbull has said in the past. I probably I, I I can see myself having enjoyed saying. Um, wonder if anything. There are probably things that I sing along to that w will come to me someday later. But uh, oh, you look like you almost have a thought. I will continue to think of words. Hmm. Shuffle, wizard step, Dorothy step. Uh, oh, I like the word sure because um, uh, Shane and Fred uh, pronounce it in very Irish ways. Um, yeah, sure is, is something that I, I, I've enjoyed hearing from them. That and their eat, eat. Um, one of the other ones that I was thinking of is Botafogo. Oh, yes. That's kind of fun to say. I enjoy that one a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of which other ones come to mind. Oh, Mambo Step. Mambo Step. As said by Madison. 
Okay. I have a very bad accent for that one, so I apologize on butchering that one. I'm trying to think. I know that you've enjoyed singing certain things before. Yes. So maybe that... I can't think of any of the ones... I was trying really, really hard to rack my brain for any of the ones that may have... been ones that you've said before and I can't I can't think of it and I know I say certain things because I've heard I've hear her he had English words are hard <laughs> I've heard regular students that come on Thursday nights saying the steps in with the inflections that I've said them so I know I enjoy saying them because I say them that way every time and to the point where they have joined me in it. So I know that I have some of those, but I cannot, for the life of me at this moment in time, remember any of them. All right, then. Up next, number three, four, six. What current trend do you hope will go on for a long time? Line dancing. Okay. (laughs) Moving on, no. Um, I, I like the video lessons, I can't say that I've watched many of them recently, honestly. Um, I I was very involved in the comment sections of a lot of them in the first couple months of quarantine. I have not been recently, so I can't say that that's one that, oh yeah, love the video lessons and being there for them and the comments and so on um, because you know I get so much out of them week after week because I lately haven't. Um, nothing wrong with them it's just I haven't been there for them uh, uh, I mean I like that people are wearing masks so that they don't get other people sick maybe after the current world events have passed somewhat and we're just in a normal flu season people will consider wearing a mask to not get other people sick we will see um, current trend young people dancing outdoors at parks with friends i used to see it mostly online in san diego when people would be out at balboa park with um, byron roberson jr of country soul uh, facebook page now since indoor venues are mostly closed and it's summer i've seen it at a lot more places they're doing it in carson city uh, with the reno folks in a parking lot They're also doing it down at Sea Legs at the Beach in the kind of Long Beach, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, beach area, Los Angeles. I'm just throwing out names of places that international people may recognize. Southern California, essentially, but north of San Diego. Uh, We haven't really done as much of it here, but I think that Heidi D is doing it with Tuesday Night Country. She might be doing some kind of outdoor dancing. Uh, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo has been doing outdoor dining and there happens to be a dance floor where line dance music may or may not be played so northern california has some of that going on as well Uh, i would like to see more of that i i just in general like open air dancing as much as i have are you know already spoken highly of going to events and ballrooms Uh, this has been a new experience for many and it's, it's just, I think, in some ways more memorable because the weather conditions change. It's not the same room with the same decorations and same fluorescent lights. It's a sunset that you know has cloud colors you've never seen before. And people dressing in ways that have to respond to the temperature and not just for you know fashion or whatever because you can wear whatever you want inside. Outside, maybe this week we're doing shorts, next week we're doing pants because it's colder that week. Um, looks like you have a thought. I'm going to hand it back to you. When it's done nicely, and the big shout out to Seven Arrow Media, live streaming. I've enjoyed being able to tune in to all of these places that you've been mentioning and just watch even just a few minutes of it. A lot of times, unfortunately, with the live streaming, it's been more of clips than a solid stream. So that is one of the areas in which Seven Arrow Media has certainly excelled and I'm 
so grateful for the few events that I can't make that they are at that I still get to pseudo be there because they will be able to stream for a chunk of time. So I really hope that we're able to continue doing stuff like that at these events as well as any of the local bars. I think that that's kind of a fun thing for people to be able to tune in and see if they can't make it for some reason or even in our case where we're over here and there was several, several live streams that we tuned into for DJ John Lindsay. So that was kind of fun to see which dances they do in completely different states. Number 347, what actors or actresses can't play a different character because they played their most famous character too well? For actor, the first one that came to mind was David Schwimmer, who played Ross in Friends. I saw him in Band of Brothers, I think it was, and I remember just trying to talk my brain out of seeing Ross in army gear (laughs) Uh, because I see him as Ross. He was very clearly that character for what, 10 years or something. So it was hard to see him in a different setting. I think there are other actors that are like that as well. Uh, Mostly from TV because I've seen them so many times as that one character. Sometimes they pull it off. Like it's kind of weird. There was an episode of boy meets world. I saw recently where the uh, the guy uh, who Fred Savage, who played Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years, had to play like this sleazy, abuse of power professor at a university, and I I still saw old Kevin Arnold, like Kevin Arnold grown up to be a man, and it was weird seeing him play this bad guy. But I think because it was so different from his original character of. You know, just this young kid trying to figure out life. Um, after a while, I started to dislike him like a lot. And I thought, oh, wow, I wouldn't dislike Kevin Arnold, but I can dislike this guy. So he must have been doing his job well with, uh, with going so far opposite of what I'm used to seeing. I think people who've played the Doctor in Doctor Who have a hard time branching out as well. I was very impressed by... I believe it's Karen, it's Gillen, not Gillian. Let me see. Let me just Google it. Karen Gill, Gillen, yes, um, who played Amy Pond in uh, Doctor Who. She is Nebula in the Marvel Universe, but I, I never see Amy Pond. She, she's like bald and a, a robot, so there's like none of that redheaded, spunky companion from Doctor Who in the role. I like that. I like that range that she uh, was able to express with that role. Um, in line dance, I mean, I don't want to inhibit anybody, but I have definitely seen when 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 folks are are solid in a certain niche, and then maybe they choreograph outside of that niche. I think, oh, cool, like they're branching out. But if they don't commit to it and really show that they're willing to learn about that that style or that tempo of dance, and I'll think, hmm, hmm, it looks like they're dancing someone else's dance right now, but I don't see them having created this themselves. It's it's a little weird. So, like, let's say it, you know, if, if it's a, a party animal kind of character or whatever, and they don't do a whole lot of slow and pretty, then seeing the slow and pretty is like, well, that's nice. I, I like that they're learning and trying something new and you know, I'll, I'll test it out on my feet. But it can be hard to see that person. Like, Kind of like you know, if I were to apply it to myself, um, I, I came to events in 2015 wearing my boots and buckle and hat and cape and jeans and plaid. So it was probably weird for people to see me try to learn nightclubs and waltzes and whatever because I'm this other animal entirely um eventually over time i did start to kind of adapt to uh clothing and dances that felt nice without having to wear the boots and hat so i think i i personally feel like i'm comfortable in all of these spaces with like peppy bouncy jumping all over energy dances as well as like, oh, this makes me feel like a leaf on the wind. Um, 
I also put in a lot of time in all of those different styles, uh, which is why I guess it feels natural for me. I'm still a little awkward in places where I have not put in that time. In in fields like hip hop, I still feel like I'm like, oh, I'm kind of funky, maybe. I'm about as funky as Joe. Um, and and then you know to see other folks who really don't put in that much time, they just kind of learn it on a whim. I'm, again, like I said, it's interesting to see them try something new, but often I will also see them not stick with it. So my mind just keeps them where it is. Like this is a pretty dancer. They dance pretty. They don't do funky. Or this is a funky dancer, and they're trying to use arm extensions, which is great. Um, but like I don't know that they would be my go-to in my mind when I hear that song. I've said a lot about this question, so I'm going to give the mic to you now. What was the question? <laughs> what actor or actress can't play different character? Okay, there we go. Sorry. I, I was so focused on the actor or actress for such a long time, and then you switched over to line dance and went, uh-oh, I didn't even think about that. So then I started rocking my brain for line dance and totally forgot the initial question. I definitely agree with you when you said David Schwimmer and Ross, because anytime I've seen him in anything else, it's just weird. Versus a lot of other actors that have played very iconic roles that you can't not see them as other characters as well. Like, for instance, you know, Jim Carrey. I see him in every role he plays as whatever character he's playing at the time. But he has a very, you know, diverse range of of actors. I would have to say to kind of go along the lines of a pretty dancer versus a hip hop dancer. It's interesting when I actually discovered a movie with Will Ferrell as a serious kind of awkward in character as opposed to his normal slapsticky kind of grossy you know push the limits of what I like to call the opposite of intelligent humor and he played this character and I was just so blown away by that range that he had that I didn't realize he had because I'd only seen him in all of these other type stereotype casting characters that I can see how some people do get typecasted in a certain role as opposed to maybe a specific character. Um, I was totally going somewhere else before I went that direction and now I'm trying to backtrack. So some of the other ones that came to mind... And I was trying to see if I I could see them as anybody else. And although I've seen him in a lot of things, and I believe him as that character at the time, I always think Han Solo when I think Harrison Ford. Like, that's my go-to. Like, I don't picture him in the Patriot Games or anything like that. and Or in his older movies or you know, any of his newer ones where he's, he's an, an older actor. I think Han Solo, when I think Harrison Ford, and there's other people like that too, where you just have an image of the character that they are. But that doesn't mean that when you watch the movie that you only see that one character. So when you're talking about dance, I don't know... I guess the easiest thing I could say is I couldn't see certain people in any different light or I couldn't think that they would act a different way because they've been so consistent in who they are in the line dance community such as Joe Thompson Zemanski, I always think warm, above and beyond, welcoming, sweet. You know, I don't see her being anything in the sense of opposite of that. So I don't think 
I could believe if she played a character in one of the shows, like the evil queen or something like that. They just see, I, I couldn't see her doing that. So it wouldn't be like a believable performance for me because it's Joe. You know, it, it would be more of the, oh, how is she going to turn the evil queen into like you know, this sweet, endearing character, you know? So I think that's where my mind was trying to go of a, if we're doing a performance could these individuals play a certain type of character opposite of what I'm so used to seeing them as? And I just don't think, I think a vast majority of our beloved choreographer instructors are just so wonderful and so authentically themselves that I couldn't think of them in any other way. And they all... I mean, they all have their their specialty dances that you associate with them, but also they all have so much range. So, I mean, for me, Rachel can choreograph to absolutely anything, and it would not shock me that it was a masterpiece. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas I can see other people gear towards a certain style over others but they still have tons of range you know so yeah that's where i'm at i'll just give a few shout outs before i go on to the next one of uh, people who whose range i enjoy seeing roy hittisabroto rebecca lee fred whitehouse because they all are able to do like crazy intricate poppy locky stuff with their bodies and they also just move so so elegantly um, for the slow, pretty ones. And also Guillaume, cause he's just fun. He's, he, he can do a lot of that as well. And I was watching uh, a video recently of, of him dancing tiptoe with, uh, Rebecca and he's just so playful, so much fun to watch in, in those kind of funky dances, uh, as well as moving to watch when he does the slow, pretty ones. Number three, four, eight, where's your go-to restaurant? For amazing food. You have an answer. I'm going to hand it to you right now. Amy's drive through Kitchen. Yep. Yep. All right. Dance-wise, um, the first one that comes to mind is the line dance lobby at Vegas Dance Explosion, especially when they have that pasta dish, which only happened the one year, but it stuck with me. Um, there was that barbecue place when we were still eating barbecue meat at Pike's Peak. Um, My go-to... Go Sadly, I'm admitting this. It would have been Domino's because they have really good pizza for very cheap deals. And we order a lot of those at line dance events. Yeah. Sometimes the hotel food can be expensive if you're trying to like eat at the restaurant itself or the gift shop even. Um, delivering makes it a lot easier. All right. Well, that was a quick one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Number 349. What's... Oh, gosh. We might need to... Skip. We'll circle back around to that one. That could be difficult. Uh, number 350, I have almost nothing for this. What's your best story from a wedding? A wedding and line dance for me, I can't say that I've experienced that lately or maybe ever. Um, so if 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 I've done anything involving line dancing and weddings, it might have been the electric slide. So I'm going to hand it to you. That's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one. Being that I worked so many weddings prior to COVID, I don't know if I have a a best a best story. I mean, there 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 was always yeah no. I was gonna say something about my wedding, but it's just awkward. <laughs> I mean, we stood on the wrong side. We got married in a park in jeans and a t-shirt. That's about the extent of mine. It's more of an elopement. But uh, my sister asked me when she gets married to choreograph a dance. So I guess there's that. Hmm. Uh, I think this one might be a quick one as well. What What are some of your Pavlovian responses uh, in line dance? Regional variations or this is how we do it here. Those definitely trigger something in my mind. Um, there's another one involving step sheets. I'm trying to figure out how I would phrase it. 
but just the idea of oh no step sheets are too hard or step sheets are too complicated or I don't use step sheets or um, anything along those lines I, I definitely feel something when I hear that choreographer go ahead unknown. choreographer unknown oh my god that triggers something very quickly in me as you have just experienced um, also when oh when someone says oh no this one's easy that one makes me feel like you know even if the steps aren't terribly complex i disagree with the use of the word easy because i feel like even even if i'm not the person who it's being said to i feel like i need to stand up for the person who says hey man like anything's easy if you've done it as many times as you have but i haven't this is a new one for me don't make me feel like i'm stupid because i'm not getting it just because you think it's easy like you're judging me because you're taking longer than you wish you could be for this teach uh, if if i'm not getting it it's not that there's something wrong with me i just don't have enough reps and if I don't understand it because it's new, that's fine. But if I don't understand it because it's supposedly easy, then I must be wrong. I must be dumb because only dumb people don't get things that are easy, right? Like I can feel myself having a reaction and nobody's even said it to me. I'm in a room with you and you didn't say it to me. So yeah, that would be one of my responses. I'm going to breathe and I'm going to hand it back to you now. The first two notes of the beast that is instant reaction oh my gosh i need to rush out to the floor right now it just it triggers something yeah absolutely I, yeah uh, also the never been to spain same thing when that one just uh, just that whole song. Yes, absolutely. There's just a sense of, I immediately, I mean, even now I'm smiling just thinking about it. So it just, it triggers that exact response of pure enjoyment. I know you have a couple that trigger that for you as well. Uh, the first few notes of Chase That Dollar. And also, we can go all night. Like, th those both give me very happy memories. Yeah, exactly. So th that that's some of those other ones that would certainly trigger that kind of re uh, a response that is just n completely subconscious, not realized muscle memory kind of reaction before I could even process what's going on. It's just zing. Also, the first few notes of AK Freak. That piano. And then I know that the woo is coming soon. There, Yeah, there are definitely still some of those songs that I have not overheard and dances that I have not overdone that make me feel happy with anticipation just in the initial notes. I probably have some that elicit opposite reactions for for the reasons of you know opposite experiences with those dances or songs um but yeah focusing on the other ones those are those would be some of the ones i would mention um feel oh uh, go ahead. feel would be another one i automatically just get this oh yay and a sweet pretty kind of dance and the uh the song for that is make you feel my love as covered by adele all right. Well, I mean, those are definitely some of our Pavlovian responses uh, to those things in line dance. I think maybe in the last few minutes, uh, we will round out with this one question that we are coming back to. We have about five minutes left. What's something that all your friends agree on? We all like the line dance? Well, to sum it up, that line dance is more is done to more music than just country music. Um, I still have this vision of everyone dancing together. I think line dance brings us together in that way. And 
even if we all have different favorite dances or favorite uh, genres of music to dance to, we all see the value in line dance. Um, I don't really have friends, close friends that don't like to dance or think that there's something wrong with dancing. Uh, we all agree that it's okay for guys to dance. Cause again, like those are the people I surround myself with, like either country bar dancers or event dancers. There's nothing wrong with guys dancing. If they are the kind of person who thinks that like dancing is for, you know, insert negative word here, I'm probably not friends with them anyway, or I don't know that they think that if they're on my Facebook friends list, I don't know how they would have gotten on there. Um, I think most folks would agree in my, you know, dancey friend group that there are classics. Classics exist. They are a thing and that we should continue teaching them and that there is still value in them. I think it's such a topic of discussion, but I think a lot of people uh, would say that, gosh, aren't there just like so many dances out there? Some people will say that there are too many. Some people uh, go as far as to say, uh, some people just shouldn't choreograph. But I think we, we would agree that there are very many whether it's like I said, some people think there are too many, but it, we can we can agree that there are very many, and it can be overwhelming even at times how many that there are to learn that that exist. But I, I would not say that anyone that I know has said, you know, there aren't enough dances. There should be more dances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I think one of the other things my friends would admit would be that line dancing offers something for everyone and that line dancing is fun. For the vast majority of the people I consider friends, I would say that it is a family. So I think that's where it is. I think if I was to say that to my non active line dance friends they would still believe me that that is the case but for the majority that are still active and they go to events and they go dancing at venues or did pre-covid i i believe that they would understand what it means when i say they are my dance family i think a lot of people at either events or country bars would also agree that it's important to support the venue support the uh, event that is occurring so if you're at a bar maybe that means buy a drink buy a meal buy some french fries whatever uh, and if you're at an event then let the event directors know that you appreciate being there and that you had a good time uh, I, I don't know anyone who likes dance enough to go to a bar or an event um, but not enough to express their appreciation for that bar or event. Usually if they're there, they're happy to be there and they are happy to let people know that they're happy to be there. All right, well, we got about a minute and a half left. We actually did it. We finished all 351 questions because they did have a bonus one in there that I had not anticipated. Um, any any closing thoughts uh, about this whole project that we've been doing for like the last couple years? <laughs> I certainly have enjoyed revisiting it over these last several, several weeks. I don't even know how many weeks we're at at this point. It was nice to finally conclude this list. I've always enjoyed the idea of the challenge of relating anything to line dancing. And some of them were very, very difficult. And I'm not even sure if we were able to relate all of them to line dancing but I thought we did a pretty good job I would certainly be interested in any of our peoples out there who listen to these questions to maybe send a message of their own answers to any one or many of them I think that could be fun and now to plan for our next episode and what we might be talking about uh, and I also just want to give a quick word of thanks to Line Dancer Radio for hosting us uh, for as long as they have. And even before them, we did have our show on Move Radio where we started these questions. All right. Thank you for joining us here at Line Dance Podcast.
podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.